headphones on. Yeah, go for it. Let me know if you can hear yourself. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate Dude, ew. it took me way too fucking long to accept that that's what my voice actually sounds Do like. Do I really sound like a five-year-old boy, though? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, babe. No, it's just funny because... Because what? You made that joke. Because you like sleeping on the couch? Oh, shit. Uh, I'm witnessing nah. a divorce before the proposal even happened. Yep. I need my wine. Oh, wait, this was your wine. Where's my wine go? Baby. Where'd my wine go? You had it in there. Ha ha! Ha ha! I was like, you just had it. I swear. Magic. So what are we talking about today? Mmm. I wonder if I know about this person. So we're gonna talk about Cat West. Doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. It's gonna be a good one. Cat. I went you out know? of my way to make sure I didn't have one that involved a small child getting harmed. Thank you. <laughs> no small children getting harmed. Oh, stop it. You're so adorable. He was licking my armpit. Ew, why? You just did a 10 hour shift. So oh, nasty. Yeah. Stop reading my notes. I'll tell you about it in a second. I'm sorry. You want me just to jump in and tell you about dead people already, or what? I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah? So, is this like a serial killer, or. So, I don't. I haven't done serial killers yet because not only does that a lot of work, but uh, it's casual casualties, and there's nothing less casual than repeated murders. I mean, it's pretty casual to me. Mm. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. What do you, you think I do on Mondays? Well, welcome to Casual Casualties, where we talk about casualties. Casually. <laughs> I'm Brie. And I'm Holly. And that awkward noise in the background is Kenza, who is not actually recording with us, but playing with my dog, apparently. Um, Keeping it real, folks. Keeping it real. Always. Nice, real, and casual. Casually. And my dog is eating up the attention. Um, so, unfortunately, you will notice that Becca is not present with us today. Uh... Not a bad thing, actually. It's simply just because Becca is taking some time to take care of her most important aspect of her life, which is, of course, her child. She's got a lot going on. She's got work. She's got personal and everything. And the most important thing to her, obviously, as a mom, is taking care of her baby. And so you will notice she is not as present with the podcast as she has been. And that's okay. We're, we're working with it. We're working growing. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. working. We're growing. We're learning. It's okay. She'll be back every once in a while. Yeah. She'll be back when she can. And the most important part is, is that her kid has the attention of her, which is... <laughs> My dog just headbutted Kenza. It was kind of slightly hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. Um, But yeah, no. Um, Sad that we're going to we're gonna miss her here, but super important that she spends that time with her kiddo, so... Most definitely. Without further ado, let's talk about some dead bitches. Casually. Casually. Specifically one dead bitch. And Ooh. I use the word bitch in a positive light, not a negative one. Like, these would be these be my bitches, yo. She's a home slice. Hella. My bitches. Fuck yeah. I would never call my friends my bitches. I mean, like, there's been that, there, there's like once or twice when, like... You'll walk up with a bottle of alcohol, and I'm like, bitch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the only friend that can call me a bitch. Me? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Like I said, you're my only friend, Brie. Eat shit, Kenza. 
<laughs> she doesn't count. She has to be my friend. I tried to be your friend at first. You tried. What'd that get you? No, you didn't. I got you a spot in our bed, so. Yeah. No, that took a little bit longer. Dude, this girl fucking hated me when we met. That's not true. Yes, you did. I hated everybody. Yeah, I know. I, I fixed that. I was in the wrong place. I fixed that. I also don't like being touched. Mm. But we're fine now. I'd explained to her Nana the other day that I don't like being touched. That's and funny. she goes, I'm like, yeah, just that I don't like being touched. I mean, I don't like being touched either. But we're a huggable family. That's that's or like touching. Just just go for it. One big go. Just go. Just go. Just go. Somebody made the mistake of showing up in their uniform and now <gasps> in the process of attempting to strip. It's so hot. What do you think about? It's getting hot in here. Please take, take off that ugly uniform jacket. <sighs> Alright, folks. Yeah, I'm good. untucked. We're good. Whew. Take Whew. off that work belt. Whew. Gotta loosen that work belt. Throw that name tag in your pocket. I don't Go have scare one some on. vendors in the cooler. <laughs> good time. Dude, hey, I still haven't seen that vendor after you did that. <laughs> Good story. Good story. Y'all have to wait for it. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so today we're actually going to be talking about Cat West. Oh, Cat West. Cat Do West. Tell. So, um, West is not her, her maiden name, but she was raised in Florida. And per her family and friends, she loved the outdoors. She played with her dolls a lot. And her parents were always uh, quick to mention how she really wanted to be a mom when she grew up. When she reached her teen, young adult years, she kind of hit a really rough patch where she had very little self-esteem. She was very depressed. She spiraled into drinking, and it wasn't a good spot for her. But in um, early 2004, late 2003, at a football party, football party, that doesn't sound right, at a, what's the right word? Home fraternity? No, no, no. It was football, but it was, like, big football. Super Bowl? Yeah. Super Bowl party. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bree doesn't get any more wine tonight, guys. She even got notes on this, too, okay? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> that wasn't one of those good bitches we are talking about. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> um... But no, it wasn't until about 2003-2004 at a Super Bowl party that she meets a young gentleman. How come I've never heard of this person? 0304? Really? It's it's actually pretty big. Huh. So she ends up meeting Jeff West at the Super Bowl party and they began dating immediately and according to family and friends it was love at first sight. They were married within the year. That doesn't exist, people. Well, Bree and Kyle. No, I don't believe in love at first sight. I don't believe in love at first sight. No, the universe either. slapped us into each other's faces and through each other's lives multiple times. We were in the same second grade class for like three months. Nice. Creepy, but nice. Yeah, we've we've known we've met each other multiple times. Did a door just okay. I live in a and I live in a very small apartment complex. That was just like my upstairs neighbor getting mean. Mm-hmm. If you're quiet and you sit in the bedroom in like the middle of the night, you can hear them fighting and hear what they're yelling at each other. Toxicity. There's also that one time that 
I got a notice on my door saying that my patio furniture wasn't approved patio furniture and that I had to have it removed. But in order to put that notice on my door, the lady had to walk past a Red Bull can that was fashioned into a pipe in order to, to put the notice on my door that my, that my furniture was in violation of the community guidelines. How can furniture be in, in what? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Welcome to the life of apartments, people. <laughs> Shit sucks. So then, this is why we have a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Back on track. Back on yeah, track. that's why you guys live in the middle of fucking nowhere. That's not true. We How far is your drive here? From here, if we take the high, well, if we take the high right now, it's really only like thirty minutes, thirty-five. Yeah. It's like thirty-three to get to eighty-three to. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys fucking drive like crazy people. No, not really. You know speed? I don't go over eighty. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like sixty-five on the highway? <laughs> I don't go over eighty. Isn't there like a big construction zone? <laughs> oh, I drive. I drive sixty-five in that. No, oh, okay, cool. It's only fifty-five. Better drive 65. Because everybody else does too. This you, is Tucson, honey. You'd get hit if you didn't. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, I was driving and I was driving past LA on Saturday mm. and the construction zone was at was 45. And me along like I was getting past by people and I was going 75. Yeah. Yeah. In that 45. And people yeah. were flying past me, pissed off that I wasn't going faster. Yeah. Wow. At 3 a.m. That's California. Dude. Yeah. I remember I... when I moved out here and we drove through L.A., when we drove through L.A., I want to say it was probably like 12, 1 o'clock a.m. Yeah, I think that was probably about the time. Cause and there was, be it was still like, out. there was still like traffic, you know, I mean, it wasn't like backed up or anything. But no, if you weren't going 85, you weren't going fast enough. And we were, like, weighted, so we were going, like, bare minimum speed limit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe 68, if we were lucky. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Kyle and I, uh, for Kyle's birthday, we left Friday night. So I worked an overnight, and then I took Happy care birthday, of... Kyle. I, we, I worked an overnight. I took care of Luna for a few hours, took an hour nap. Mm. And then... Kyle got off work early. We went and got our rental. We packed the car and we drove to Phoenix. I took a 30 minute nap on the way to Phoenix. We got dinner. I took another hour and a half nap in the car. And that's all the sleep I got. And then at around 1130 ish, Kyle finally tapped out driving and I took over. Mm. And I got us from California State Line into Anaheim. Damn. And we parked in a Walgreens parking lot behind the Walgreens itself and fell asleep in the car and then woke up, drove to Walmart, got changed in the Walmart parking lot, or not parking lot, got changed in the Walmart bathroom, I had to buy a hairbrush because I forgot my hairbrush, brushed my hair in the parking lot, and then went to my aunt's house. Gotta do what you gotta do. And then my aunt took us to this cute little place called Orange Circle that has like a thousand and one fucking antique stores because she Ooh. knows that I collect Pyrex. Ooh. That place was cute. Which place? The place where you took the little video of you guys just sitting there. Yeah, that adorable, adorable. That adorable woman was my aunt. Yeah. So cute. that was a cute little like. So uh, Anaheim right now and other sections of California, 
there's little sections of street like so there's parallel streets and then there's little sections that would that normally would connect those parallel streets and every other one of them has been almost completely permanently shut down to make added outdoor seating Mm -hmm. they've eliminated it's similar in San Diego in some areas. Yeah, they do it in San Diego, too. Where they too. cut off the lane to have, like, the outdoor seating. Oh, yeah, gotcha. like, what used to be a four-lane roadway is now a two-lane roadway because yeah. those lanes are now filled in by outdoor patios and stuff. Everything has outdoor seating now. Yeah. And, like, it was the cutest fucking thing. We were just in Anaheim, what, two years ago? When I went to Disney with all them? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. I love Anaheim. My aunt lives... I want to see an Angels game. My aunt lives like three minutes away from Disney. That's where I used to visit every summer. My dad was. God, the taxes must I've be been so to, high there. I've been to an Angels game. I've oh, been to like three or four. Angels in the outfield. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's a good movie. I grew up on that show. I'll bro. take your. I'll take your word for it. You better watch it. I know you don't watch TV. I don't want. I do not have the attention span for that. But we know. We went and saw Snake Eyes. <sighs> Horrible. Disappointed. I don't see it. Guys. I have such a city attention span that I still haven't gotten through the first paragraph of my notes. I feel like we should start over. <laughs> no, I'll cut it out. Okay. It's fine. Alrighty. Cat West. So, Cat West. Um she she meets this guy, Jeff, who works as an army recruiter, and they immediately fall for each other. They're oh, married. Yes, right. They're married. Food, they're married within a year. They have their kid less than a year later. Damn. Damn and fat. Like, damn indeed, dude. And as far as anyone and everyone can tell, their life is absolutely perfect. That cliche. They're happy. White picket fence family. They're, they're happy. They love each other. He's a military man, so they jump around a lot until finally they ended up settling when he retires. And he became a um, college campus police officer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, do what you gotta do. So like no like that like that's just what he does with his spare time yeah. after he yeah. retired from okay. military. Military will fucking set your ass up. I mean yeah, usually they'll they'll Sometimes. fuck your life up or they'll set your ass up. There's there's no in between. Yeah, depends what you do. But um, all of this perfect life leads up to January twelfth, two thousand and eighteen, when forty two year old Cat West is found. Um, laying halfway in the street, halfway in the grass, wearing nothing but a sports bra. Damn. Yeah. Talk about exposed. So it it goes from a happy, healthy, great family to now she's dead. And there was absolutely no warning signs. Nothing. Damn. So, um, Kat is found laying outside... With her head in the street and the rest of her body in the grass across the street from her house. Um, this discovery was made by a 19-year-old teen who was leaving for an early morning shift. She, it was 5 o'clock in the morning and on her way out to work, like leaving the, leaving the um, neighborhood, she sees this in her headlights. Damn. Those therapy bills. My only thought process is, is this poor kid... Was likely making minimum wage. Right. She was not getting paid enough to be doing this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Not getting paid enough. Definitely not. And you know what? To some extent, I think she agreed because she turned her ass around. She went home. She woke (laughs) up her parents and she's like, yeah, bitch, come check this shit out because I don't know what to do. (laughs) 
And her parents then get in their car and drive with her down and leave her in the car so that the parents can get out and investigate. Call the cops. Cops are asking, hey, is she breathing? The parents are like, ah, no. No, she's very cold. She, she's, <laughs> she's dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. It's done. She's dead, done. I'm dead. sorry, but she's done. And so this is around 5 o'clock-ish. Obviously, first responders get there as soon as possible. Um, Mike Bilhoff is the lead investigator on this case. He's one of the first people on scene. And he immediately notices a lot of wrong things about this. So, first of all, again, she is wearing nothing but a sports bra. That's it. That's all she's got on her body. Um, It's January, so shit's not warm outside. I mean, it's Florida, but it's still not that warm, yeah. Like... No, like, shit is not, it's not, no. No. Um, her head's laying in the street, and her body is in a puddle of blood. Not too far from her body is her cell phone and a green bottle of alcohol. The way it is is the cell phone's laying flat, and the corner of the alcohol is tipped onto the end of the cell phone. And it just was placed so perfectly and so precariously that nobody thinks that it happened on accident. She didn't just drop those two items and they landed like that. Perfectly. It looked looked staged. Yeah. According to just about any and everybody on scene. Now, not too far away, in her own front yard, is another puddle of blood. Um, Mike, the investigator, immediately jumps to the um, inference that her body has been moved. Yeah. So, it looks looks as if... There's blood in ten different places. It looks as if... Um, she was, um, struck down in her front yard and then moved out of it. So, um. And then they staged it? And then they, yeah, they But they didn't clean up the other blood. (laughs) Well, I don't know. They're already filming. I don't know. We're gonna find out. (laughs) So while I was gone, um, Aaron was here, my little brother was here taking care of my dog, right? And he texted me and he goes, so what's your ETA? Like, what time are you planning on being home by? And I said, I don't know. I'll let you know when we leave the when we leave the city when we're on our way out because right now we're still getting food. And he's like, Okay, cool. I just need to know um, how long I have to get rid of the body in the bathtub. And I was like, Okay, cool. <laughs> Not like completely unfazed by his joke. And he was like, Do you got any tips? And I was like, Sorry, bud. You already failed. Like the second you think you committed a crime, you need to ditch any and all evidence that links you electronically texting me fucked you because the yep. cops are gonna pull that so fucking yep. fast yep. and you can delete that but it don't go away it don't go away it does not go away they won't go away i don't care snapchat saves that shit too right so like it's never going away and yeah. so he he apparently showed that to his girlfriend and she also agrees she's mm-hmm. like yeah dude you fucked yourself <laughs> you just admit fault bro Everybody knows that if you're going to go kill somebody, you got to leave your phone at home. Not only do you have to leave your phone at home, but you need to leave it plugged in and you need to leave it running Netflix and you need to turn off your screen timer so it looks like you were at home watching Netflix all night. Well, Bree's killed people before, guys. Don't forget to take off your Apple Watch, too. <laughs> Dude, that's what would fuck me. I would have my watch on because I always have my watch on. I have a tan line for my watch from being at the beach. <laughs> But not a tan line from my ring because I also took off my ring because Kyle took off his ring. And I was like, well, I might as well put both of them together. So if one of them gets lost, they both get lost. Nice. (laughs) There you go. That works. 
Don't, don't fucking tempt me. I will. <laughs> I might. After tonight, man. Salute. Pools of blood. And if yard. and if you if you have questions too, like pipe up, dude. That's okay. part of the that's part of the podcast thing where you, you bounce shit back and forth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you good? Love at first sight. This is what leads you to guys. Absolute bullshit. Murder in your front yard. Yep. Alrighty, so um now throughout all of this while investigators are doing their thing, her husband, her loving, doting husband, is pacing the front porch he's standing in the window he's standing in the front door he's pacing the porch he's smoking a cigarette not once does he approach investigators sounds like someone who's guilty not once does he leave the door nothing he doesn't ask any questions he doesn't nothing absolutely nothing so this this bottle of alcohol that is found is called lucid absinthe ah which I think Lucid is the brand, and then Absinthe is the type. I've drank Absinthe before. Same. It tastes like black licorice. It tastes like Absinthe. It tastes like black licorice it tastes like to absinthe. me. Okay, then maybe black licorice tastes like Absinthe. If that's you, what I taste. If you set it on fire, it tastes like fire. What does fire taste like? And then it also sets your throat on fire because it just keeps burning because it's like, what, 110 proof or something? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I was like... Like, they didn't sell absinthe in Ohio. You had to go out of state to buy it. I was barely 21 when I drank absinthe for the first time. I wasn't even 21. <laughs> so, and I haven't drank it since. <laughs> but, like, I was a lame kid. I oh. didn't start drinking until I was 20. What? And, like, I drank, like, we drank like for, <laughs> like, Tony, uh, our the oldest of our friend group, turned 21, like, four months before I did. Damn. Uh, a little, maybe a little bit more than that. Maybe closer to six months before I did. And so for his birthday, he went out and he bought two bottles of alcohol. We went back to our house and we all drank. Um, so the first time I drank, I was six months away from 21. Dang. Damn. I was a lame-ass kid. Yeah, I don't remember the first time I actually got drunk, to be She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was She's a lady. I also recently had to admit to a table full of people that, no, I do not smoke weed. No, I have never smoked weed. No, and I do not want to smoke no, weed. No, I do not want to smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> and they all were like, he's like, so like, never? You never even wanted to? And I was like, no, I was raised by stoners. And quite honestly, it looks really unappealing. <laughs> and I had to admit that to a bunch of people who are stoners. Sounds about right. To each their own. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. It is okay to get high. It's okay to get high. It's For okay sure. to choose not to get high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> just, just don't, uh, just don't do heroin, guys. Oh yeah, that shit's bad. And meth, meth is bad. Okay. 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 Just bad. Okay. <laughs> we are alcoholic glass level here. Go ahead and just sip the rest out of that. Yeah, you're good. Just drink it out of the bottle. You're fine. All right. All right. Alrighty, well, I did have a headache. I was thirsty. I did have a headache. (laughs) Alrighty, so. Now, I would like to reiterate, um, amongst all this, that everybody grieves in their own way. 
Definitely, definitely. So, um, and if you're a hardcore military guy, like you're not really gonna yeah, and he, front your emotions. Like, like granted, that. I don't know the entirety of his military history. I know he was working as a recruiter for a good chunk of that time. However, anybody and everybody who works military, they've been through basic. They've been through all these trainings. They've seen something. They've seen shit. Yeah. Whether they've seen it firsthand or if it's shown to them in trainings, like they've seen it. They've been desensitized to a lot of it. So, um, he's pacing the front porch, he's smoking cigarettes, he's watching them. Not once did anyone notice that he was crying. Not once did he ask any questions. Not once did he request to see her. Or he, like, he didn't even attempt to interact with any of the first responders at all until the investigators went up to him. Once they were done with their preliminary investigations, they went up to him and asked him to go down to the station for some questioning. Which he was okay with. He went down with them. But I would like to note that um, I personally think that, like, Scott Peterson in the Lacey Peterson case. Have you know that case? Yeah. I personally think that Scott Peterson is innocent. He's a douche canoe. Yeah. Uh, he's a shitty husband and a cheater and a liar. But I don't think he killed his wife and unborn child. And he also did not ask any of those key questions. He also did not cry in front of investigators. He all like he did not call the cops when he realized that she was missing right away. He instead went looking for her. So like, I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm not. Like, I know where you're gonna go. I'm know. not saying that. Um, I'm not saying that I think that this guy specifically is innocent. However, in a similar case. Not similar, but in another case where the husband reacted similarly, I sided with the husband. I don't think the husband did it in that, in the Peterson case. So, like, it's a toss-up one way or the other. Everyone does grieve in their own way. I have lost people, and I did not cry for the first, for the first week almost. That's, that's me, too. I yeah. didn't cry until after the funeral, and I went to work the next day. Yeah, because, well, I mean, when, when when people pass away, you're like, okay, well, what do I have to do now? What do I, that would be me. Yeah, no, I was going through the motions. Uh, yeah. Granted, I was a kid. Um, the death that I processed was my oldest brother, who had passed away due to self-inflicted injuries. Um, and I was, I was 18 at the time. But um, I I was not the one making the preparations. I wasn't, like... So when it hit me, I pretended to cry in front of the police because that's what my the rest of my family did. I was they were all crying. So I pretended like I was crying because I didn't want to think that my reaction was any less. Right, like this is what you should be doing to yeah. be normal. But I didn't I didn't thoroughly process my own emotions for probably almost 2 weeks and then I finally broke down and cried in my college bathroom on my first day of art class because my older brother was an artist he painted and so it wasn't until i was sitting in class learning and doing what i had to when it finally slammed into me full force and i had to excuse myself to the bathroom and i sobbed like a bitch absolutely sobbed so like i don't know grief is different for everybody so and it's gonna hit you differently so it's hard to immediately assume this guy is guilty or innocent based off his reaction. Right. I mean, my first reaction would be like, okay, well, what do I have to handle now? Because if I break down, I know 
I'm going to break down. It's and important to remember also that this man has a child. Yeah. Yeah. Their their daughter Lucy is now twelve years old. Granted, she was not at the home with them at the time, and I'll get to that in a, in a second. But like as a parent, you always have to put your child first. Yeah, and so it's that may have factored into it for him. I don't know. But um, the, when the investigator asked Jeff to go down to the station, Jeff cooperated, and he stayed at the station for over six hours answering questions. Damn, willfully. So, um, during these questioning, Mike was adamant that him and Kat were happily married, that he had no idea how she ended up outside or how she had gotten injured. And, like, his his thing of the evening was that their 12-year-old daughter spent the night with family so that Jeff and Kat could go out for a date night. They went out for dinner. They had some drinks at dinner. And on their way home, they stopped at a liquor store. Which they pulled cameras from said liquor store. And the video footage shows Kat and Jeff happy. They're in a playful mood. They're joking. They're laughing. They're buying a bottle of alcohol, which is that absinthe. That is the now. The green bottle. The lucid. The, the green lucid absinthe. And it is that, that bottle is now empty in the lawn next to her dead body. With puddles of blood. With puddles of blood. In multiple spots. Um, no shit she was moved, guys. I mean, come on, even <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> Why? The footage shows that they were happy. She was laughing. She was joking. She was she was teasing him. He pats her on the butt rather affectionately. They buy this bottle of alcohol. They carry on with their night. And not much longer afterwards, Jeff posts a photo to his Instagram of the bottle of absinthe a glass and uh, like a decorative slotted spoon across the top with a sugar cube. In the background, you can see his like vape pen and an open bottle of Red Bull. I don't know if the Red Bull was part of this or not, but I know it's really popular. Like the most popular way to consume absinthe is with a shot in the bottom of a glass and this decorative spoon on top holding the sugar cube, you would drip water over top of until the sugar cube is dissolved and in and mixed into the absinthe. We just drink that shit straight. What it, the fuck is sugar cube with this shit? Right. So it is called an absinthe drip, and it is one of the most popular ways to drink it when mixing it. And it's literally just absinthe water and sugar, which <laughs> honestly... I've shot absinthe straight. Yeah, some sugar water probably would have made that shit better. <laughs> the fire worked out, and then I puked. We all puked, like, together outside. So the one and only time I would drink absinthe, it was a New Year's Eve. Oh. I I puked so bad. It was disgusting. <sighs> Naturally, Kyle was there to, to make sure I wasn't dying, but... Kyle's a good he's man. Bad. He's way too good. I can't tell you the number of times that boy has kept me from puking in my own <laughs> hair. <laughs> and then the one time he wasn't there fast enough, he helped me wash it out of my hair while I was way too drunk. Oh, what a good guy. <laughs> For once. Only yeah. once. Only one time. And that's why I have any hair. Yeah. Okay. So they were at the liquor store. So they were at the liquor All store. All nice and happy. Yes. Even though he was not upset that she was dead. Dead, dead. Super dead. He was not outwardly showing that he was upset. He definitely was showing that he was anxious, though. I mean... Anyways. So, this questioning 
they they found out like the the evening's correspondence but it also kind of brought to light that cat had a very strong online presence mm. mainly cat had and only fans Ooh. <laughs> i was like is she an insta ho she so cat had early on a lot of body image issues she had very little confidence and very little self-worth i think unfortunately she has um, a style that can mimic Marilyn Monroe's almost. She has a lot of similar facial features. She's got that short cropped blonde hair and she styles it very similarly. She took Marilyn Monroe on early on as kind of an idol and styled a lot of her fashion after that. When she was younger, she did a lot of modeling and she would intentionally model some of her photo shoots to mimic Marilyn's. And so with those body image issues comes a little bit of, I think, overcompensation when she finally finds a man who finds her to be sexy and, and, and pretty. It empowers her. It gives her that confidence. And she decided to join that online presence and starts posting risque photos. And then eventually from, from these risque photos moves into OnlyFans where she generated a very large community very quickly. I don't know that. Now, according to Jeff, he is okay with this. He encouraged it. Not only did he enjoy the fact that his wife was making money off of it, but he enjoyed, I think, the confidence that came from it and also just the fact that... That was his. That's his. Yeah, possessive. And, well... Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But he would help take photos of her for her OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. So it was something that he was okay with. He was he was allowing her or like interested in letting her continue. Um, it's also been reported and or discussed that Kat had a very high sex drive. And Jeff wasn't always fully interested in rising to the occasion. When she was in the mood. Ouch. And so he and her had been discussing her interest in females and the potential of her finding a female partner to kind of help with that. According to him, this is something that they were openly discussing and he was not against. Well, of course he wasn't against her sleeping with a female. Well, she was in her own image of herself. She is bi. According to what we were told after her death okay. from Jeff. Okay. I, I put it in that way just because I don't want to be insensitive. If that wasn't who she is, then. Right. But this is, in Jeff's words, how she was and, and, and what they were talking about and what they're interested in. And so there's, there's that. But a big important aspect of this case is that she was. She, she posted regularly in her OnlyFans. So in the 48 Hours episode, The Mysterious Death of Cat West, which is one of the resources I used, it showed that she had over 393 posts to her account. It was a $15.99 subscription per month, and she had over 40,000 followers. $15.99 a month? And she had over 49,000, or 40,000 followers. That's Netflix. I know. That's that's Netflix. That's not even considering the fact that she had 
all like she had special requests so like people would message her and ask her for special photos that's sixty four thousand dollars a month that's from subscriptions yeah no this girl was making bank no wonder her husband was totally okay with it (laughs) pig like dude like i'd be okay with it too kyle like you go get it boy like hey (laughs) so Yeah. yeah Down. I mean, no. I mean, like, I could see being like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that's my girl, like, da da da. But, like, that may be my girl, but all that is also mine. No, you cannot see it. No, do I not want you fantasizing about it. Like, that's almost just selfish. It is important to understand and be respectful of the fact that different. Okay. <laughs> it is important to note that everybody has their own kinks. I mean, and, and, and I and get that. To but... some extent, it could be fun for him to know that all of these people want her. I mean, I wouldn't and be only he gets to have like, her. someone else, like, in my, I mean, I, I, I like, as, like, a... <laughs> Choose your words carefully, Holly. As, like, a one time thing i mean you know like having fun but like making a living off of having someone look at the person that you fell in love with at first sight and we got married and had babies love at first sight my fucking ass she's a pretty woman if 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 you are so in love with someone that you claim love at first sight you don't want anybody looking at them Love at first sight is at, um, like is like the only one. If if that's what you're into, then like you're into the money at that point. Especially if you're up there like, you know, and I understand, I mean, having, you know, self image issues, honestly, I think all women go through that. Oh yeah. You no, know, I mean with definitely. the way that we're supposed to be nowadays. Definitely. It's hard to not go through something like that. So you would think as having someone who is absolutely in love with you from first sight that they would want to let you build that self-esteem in a more appropriate way especially when you have children you know because don't forget your children can see that one day i don't know like part of me wants to fully embrace and accept the fact that we as humans need validation and that was her form of validation humans need validations because humans validated having to have validations to (laughs) feel like they're humans it's i don't know i'm not saying she was wrong and i'm not saying that he i'm not saying that he was in it just for the money but it's just that's a lot of freaking money man yeah I mean, what's 64 times 12? I don't fucking know, but it's a lot. <laughs> a year. <laughs> no, like, yeah, she was making fucking bank. Probably, I mean, definitely more than he was making as retired military and current but security guard. to some guard. extent, like, how much do you have to love someone in order to accept them for who they are and encourage their passions? When you look at it as blank as that, accept, accepting someone for who they are and encouraging their passions. But their passions include some other person fantasizing about them. Not necessarily. That's what their passions include, like, like, she 
from a very young age had body image issues. And, like, people who post to OnlyFans aren't necessarily degrading themselves. Well, no. Exactly. Like, she wasn't... So you don't think that they're not doing it because they make money from it? Oh, no, absolutely. It's because they make money from it. Do you think they would do it if they didn't make money? However, there is a good amount of people who do post images of themselves online for free simply because they want the world to see them. I see why you don't have a Facebook. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, like Reddit. There's a whole subreddit of people who post images of themselves or, like, anything like that. Because they want to. Because they want to be seen. And being seen anonymously helps. I had an ex like that. So, like, it's not something I would ever find myself interested in doing. However, I can understand how someone who has body image issues enjoys being seen in a positive light and gets that positive feedback. It obviously wasn't very positive if she's dead. Well, I mean, there's a few theories on to why she's dead. Right, right. And but, I never heard of her, so I'm curious to find out. But I, I don't see OnlyFans as a degrading or oh, it's not degrading. lack of morals or or anything like that. It's just because she's a mom doesn't mean she doesn't get to feel sexy. I mean, you can feel sexy, but I don't feel like that's something like. There are things, like, I would only and ever do in front of my girlfriend. Ever. And to each their own. That's why these things exist. Definitely. That's I why, mean, yeah. I was like, yeah. You People can choose to or you can it's choose not to. It's 2021. We're all different. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, so. I'm not... I need a real studio. Yeah, we'll make one. But, um... Again, regardless... The important part to note is that not only did she have this OnlyFans, he was supportive of it. Okay, good for him. And I mean, like, there are, again, there are different brands of fetishes that include your partner being seen and potentially even interacting with other people, and you simply enjoy knowing it's going on. Right. Everyone has their own things. Yeah. It's not one of mine. It's not one of mine. However, to each their own. Sure. So, no, we are not about to degrade another human for seeking validation. We all do it. I don't seek validation. I have no reason to. I seek my own validation. You haven't admitted to seeking the validation. I but seek, we all do it. I only seek my own validation. Well, so she that's still seeking validation. validation. That's still seeking validation. But that's how we're supposed to do. That's who we're supposed to be. Okay. Only, I didn't realize you were holy. Only, only you can, can uh, control your fate. I got a little bit of a Smokey the Bear flashback. (laughs) (laughs) Only you can prevent forest fires. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tangent. Okay. So, Cat's death immediately sparks extensive outline or online outroar. So, she's got all of these fans online, right? It's a little weird. Not to mention all the people in her community. Not to mention the fact that she just got murdered, therefore the true crime community is just buzzing. So there's an extensive amount of online outroar. There were discussion boards, there are online posts, and people of multiple communities, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of strangers are 
all putting in their two cents. They're all forming opinions. They're all doing their own little miniature online sleuthing to try and figure out what they think happened. And this immediate information frenzy points fingers and speculates, and they all work to piece together what they think is the cause of death. And a lot of the speculation revolved around, revolved around three major theories. Theory number one is that um, she was drunk and disorderly and accidentally falls, smashes her face. Twice in two different spots. Gets up and then wanders across the street before falling again and staying down, allowing her previously induced head trauma to bleed out where she dies. Bullshit. Okay. Um, number two is that she has a very strong online presence. Yeah, she has a attention. lot of attention on her constantly. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one stranger to fall in love with her, you know, to think, hey, I've been your fan since the beginning. I've been paying this monthly subscription since the beginning. You owe me. And how is OnlyFans still around? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, this private stalker theory is obviously a popular idea. And naturally, number three is the fact that this private messaging, these special request photos, all this fame, this OnlyFans, all this attention that she's spending on this career that she's building for herself finally gets to Jeff, and when he asks her to end it, she chooses not to, and he gets frustrated and kills her over it. Naturally, Jeff, as well as a lot of her family and friends, are really unhappy about all of this online buzz, and... Jeff actually lashes out in a Facebook post about it, mm. about how um, this this online community takes her tragic death as, like, drama and something to buzz about. Mm. Don't put your shit on social media, people. There's a reason I don't have social media. <laughs> right? So, Kat's autopsy has a few interesting aspects in it. Um, First of all was the two-inch gash on the left side of her head, which indicates blunt force trauma and is the blow that um, fractures her skull and ends up killing her. Yeah. She also has a blood alcohol level of 0.230. Damn. Which, for those of us who don't do math, (laughs) me... That's about three times the the legal level. She was heavily intoxicated. Mm -hmm. There is also evidence of sexual activity. Now, this does not in any way have any of the telltale signs of sexual assault. Just the fact that sex happened. Before she died. Yes. So I don't know how well they're able to to determine the difference between the, the sexual assault and consensual sex but from the sounds of it it didn't happen when she was passed out drunk and it did not it was not forced on her so what likely happened is she got drunk and frisky with her husband i mean yeah they were drinking they were all happy and giddy and we know what happens when you drink and you're happy and giddy yep yeah fuck so on her death certificate the manner of death was considered quote-unquote undetermined circumstance so they were not able to determine how she receives her head trauma. They know it happened. They just don't know how. Is that what they call murder without being murder? Or, um, like, they just, so really just, like, legit don't know? They legitimately, the autopsy tech legitimately was not able to determine if her head wound was due to 
her being drunk and falling, or if it was due to outside influence. Someone hitting her. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's hard to tell. Um, and that's why they ru- they ruled it as undetermined circumstance. There's multiple ways to rule that kind of thing. So Right. But that's what they decided on. Uh, so the most obvious answer is she got drunk and she got clumsy. But the the detectives don't agree with that. They don't think it adds up that way. I mean, the bottle was perfectly laid on the phone. Like, that doesn't happen. If that's going to happen, the bottle's going to smash your screen and it's going to spill all over it and there would be residue of alcohol everywhere. So. It wouldn't be perfectly laid in place. That doesn't make sense. So, Kat's friends tend to describe her as very vivacious. She's extroverted. She's always the life of the party. And, again, has a very strong social media presence, both on and off her OnlyFans. There are hundreds and hundreds of photos of this woman on the internet. Hundreds. Her poor children. Child. Her poor child. So, Kat is... You know, she's this crazy, wild, social person. And for as crazy and wild and social as she is, Jeff is the exact opposite of it. He's cool. He's calm. He's collected. When she is running around yelling and being wild and and joking and drinking and everything and being the center of attention in the room, he's on the couch, quietly sipping his alcohol, enjoying himself. So very, very yin and yang. These two. Very unlikely pair. There, at one point in time, is one of her friends who describes the fact that she would look, she, when they first met, looked at him and then looked at her and she goes, how the fuck did this motherfucker pull her? Because she's, she's lively, she's pretty, she's vivacious, and, like, she's out there. And he's not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, there's, there's a lot of stories of when she gets drunk, she gets emotional. And she would always, like, not always, but, like, she has had moments where she gets upset and she just tries starting a fight with him. And every single time, he's always just like, okay, baby, whatever you say, baby, that's fine, baby. Like, he's always very neutral, very mellow about it. They never once actually had a fight in front of anybody. Not once when she tried starting a fight with him did he ever rise to the occasion in front of anybody else. Hmm. He seems to be... Overall, a mellow guy. Which, I mean, like, Kyle. Kyle is the chillest motherfucker you will ever meet. And so, they do exist. I know they do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if this guy is one of them, but they do exist. I mean, it could all be a ploy. So, it it, it is possible. He is military. He could just know how to hide his, his feelings. Yeah. But, it's hard to believe that he was that good at it. Like, people with anger issues let that shit slip. I mean, yeah, but when you're trained to not let it slip, like, you know, I mean, you're trained to keep your mouth shut under certain days of death, like... Yeah, it's it's a toss-up. It yeah. really is. So, Kat's family and friends back Jeff 100%. Without a waiver of a doubt, her parents, like, walked into court with him, like, no, this isn't, this isn't possible. But despite any and everything... All of the support that Jeff has, the police arrest him February 22nd of 2018 and charge him with the murder of Kat with a bail set at half a million dollars. Damn. They, they, it looks like they were convinced. So 
The extensive investigation done in Kat's OnlyFans profile, according to Jeff's attorney, John Robbins, argued that there was no evidence to support her death being caused by an overzealous fan or jilted subscriber. So the defense attorney reports, no, there's no way it was a it was a fan or a subscriber. Hmm. So Wait, the, the defense attorney for for Jeff. Her husband's defense attorney says, nope. It couldn't have been anyone else, so, I mean, maybe it was him? So, the defense team had decided on the, the idea that it was an accident. That she harmed herself on accident due to her intoxication. Right, I mean, that happens. I mean, definitely, but... Absolutely. And then she perfectly placed the bottle on top of her phone. I'm sorry, I can't get past it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I can't. I can't get past it. So, the prosecution, early on in the, in, the, in the investigation and trial, offers Jeff a deal called the Alfred Deal, in which he did not have to admit that he committed the crime. However, he would have to acknowledge that they had enough to prosecute him and in doing so, he would be let off with time served and two years of probation. And he said no. He wasn't going to go down to be, for being guilty in any way. Yeah, so he immediately rejected this idea and chose to just have his day in court. And it took two years. Two years of him sitting in jail, waiting for his trial. That's ridiculous. Guilty or not, that's ridiculous. So, um... The Friday before the trial takes place, the prosecution offered him a second plea deal that was, again, immediately rejected. There was also a last-minute notice that private text messages between Jeff and Kat would be submitted as evidence. Now, the mm -hmm. defense took this as, yeah, sure, go for it. But, but the official timeline that was presented in court by Jeff and his defense team was that Kat and Jeff went out to dinner, where they both had a few drinks. On their way home, they purchased another bottle of alcohol. Once they returned home, they enjoyed a few more drinks, and then Kat changed into some lingerie and asked Jeff to photograph her for her OnlyFans. And shortly, either before or after that, there was a photo of the absence bottle, the can of Red Bull, the glass, the sugar cube, and all that. That was posted onto his social media, on his Instagram. Onto Jeff's Instagram. Onto Jeff's Instagram. Um, so, Jeff claims that after all of that fun, he goes to bed at 10.30ish, and then Kat chose to stay up. Jeff then says that he was in bed until he woke up to the sound of his dog barking at the police cruisers in the morning. And so that was obviously after Kat is found by the neighbor at 5 a.m., so probably assuming it'd be like 5 30-ish or so. Yeah. We'll Early. Say. Early. Now, the defense also kind of points out that Jeff, the next morning, puts on the same clothes that he had worn the night before, the same clothes that you can see in the video of him and Kat in the liquor store, and there is nothing on it. There's no blood, there's no alcohol, nothing. There's nothing to show that he potentially committed this murder. No evidence is a good thing. So... The text messages that were presented were multiple instances in which Kat would argue that, you know, De Jeff didn't want her anymore, that he was tired of her or bored of her, but almost every single time he would respond with something cheesy and simple like, I'll always want you, babe. And 
oftentimes these conversations would quickly go from she's upset and convinced that he doesn't want her anymore to she's sending him nude photos. So she was seeking validation from him. So she's seeking a lot of validation from him. She's seeking a lot of, like, attention. And to some extent, and almost in my mind, in my very unprofessional, no idea, never was trained on this opinion, it almost looks like she has some sort of bipolar depression. Like she almost goes a little... She goes back and forth so quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. It's a little, it's odd. I don't know. Um, Again, though, I don't have any kind of degree in any of that stuff, so I couldn't diagnose that. But it's very quick. It's a quick switch. And she would always, like, say things like, well, thank you for making me feel sexy. And so that image issue seems to be something that she has all the way through until the moment she dies of needing that that physical validation, needing to be seen physically that she was good enough as if she was good enough yes so this prosecution however utilizes information from health apps on his phone to show that jeff was up and moving well past 11 so his timeline of when he went to bed is off by more than a half an hour um they also presented evidence of just fingerprints on the bottle holding it upside down and in a slanted way, almost as if to allow him to hold that bottle as a club, using that bottom corner of it as a club to smack her in the face. Now, remember, she had that two-inch gash, right, on her mm-hmm. forehead? Yeah. The absinthe bottle that has his fingerprints on it, holding it as if he, like, in a manner that would have been able to be used as a club, the bottom corner of that bottle is missing a sliver of glass. And has her blood on the bottom of it. Maybe she fell on it. It's possible. It may. I mean, I mean, if you're drinking the right way and you're just kind of having fun and you fall, pow, right in the head. It, it is, is possible, possible that she fell on it. It is possible. Perfectly on that little edge in on her that front her yard. Head, in her drunk. front yard, drunk. Right, just a sports bra. Just a sports bra. Because that's normal. So, um, actually, I'm glad you bring that up. <laughs> so this one time, actually. <laughs> I only went to band camp once, and it wasn't as wild as everyone likes to think it is. Ooh. <laughs> you went to the wrong band camp, honey. No, I was just innocent and, and blind. Now, as their last-ditch effort, the defense puts Kat's mom on the stand. Now, Kat's parents both wholeheartedly believe that Jeff did not do this. They were with him 100%. They were with him 100%. They loved him. They appreciated him. They knew he would never hurt her. They felt like he's the reason why her daughter was, um, like, her daughter was able to get out of this depressive slump. Like, they believed that he saved her in more than one form of the way. But when they put her on the stand, they put her on the stand to argue about Kat's drunken, disorderly tendencies when Kat was still young and vulnerable and unsure of herself and and using alcohol as a crutch. As a way to kind of not feel that way. Mm -hmm. There There was multiple instances in which she would get very drunk and then leave the house in various levels of undress without jackets or without shoes, depending on if it was hot or cold or whatever. It didn't matter. 
she would walk out of the house wearing slim to nothing, too drunk to care. And so they put her on the stand to kind of argue that it is not un it's not impossible for her. So they put her her mother on the stand and the defense definitely felt like they had it in the bag. But the prosecution came back swinging with Jeff's fingerprints evidence and they also kind of presented the the prospect of his motive. You got to have a motive and a weapon. Well, they got the weapon, it's the bottle. Obviously. But the motive they argued was that she loved her OnlyFans presence more than she loved him. And he was beginning to feel a bit upset about that and decided to give her a choice. I could see that. Like and again, this is all theory. There's no evidence of this. But the prosecution argued that he gave her a choice. You're your OnlyFans or me. And he in in the defense or in the prosecution's words, threw her phone and when she went after her phone, he gets upset and smacks her in the face with a bottle. Not even intending to kill her. Just gets upset and it happens. She hits the ground in the front yard. He freaks out. And so the quickest way to make it look like it's not quite his fault in his mind is to get her off of the property. Picks her up, carries her across the street, drops her. Well, her phone and the bottle are still in the yard. So he picks those both up and he drops them both next to her body. He walks back into the house, shuts the door, pretends like he has no idea what's going on. I mean, his fingerprints would already been on the bottle because they know he drank it. So that's fine. So, yeah. It, well, the hard part is, is, like, there's two stories here that seem pretty likely. Yeah. There's, she did it herself. She did it herself. She fell. She smacked her face. She gets up. She kind of wobbles across the street and finally collapses. His fingerprints are on the bottle because he paid for it. Right. The bottle is in his hand in the camera in the store. He his fingerprints are going to be on it. Mm-hmm. So there's two very possible stories. In the end, the the court ends up siding with the prosecution, and um, the very last second, the prosecution offers a lesser charge of reckless manslaughter. Rather than arguing that this was premeditated, that he intended to murder her, they argue that he accidentally killed her, and rather than calling for help, he leaves her body. I mean, yeah, if you're freaked out in an accident like that happens, you know, I mean... So... The jury ends up rolling with it. They take less than five hours to deliberate. Jeff is ultimately charged with reckless manslaughter and sentenced to 18 years in prison. His daughter, Lola, is left to be co-parented by both sets of her grandparents, and they go to visit him every single Friday. Wow. Imagine. I mean, he did it. You think so? I mean... The likelihood of even the drunkest of person... I mean, don't get me wrong. Listen, guys. Okay? We've all probably walked into somewhere in less clothes than we should have because we were intoxicated. Nope. <coughs> Shut up. Um, I'm perfect. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my left toe. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, the likelihood of her falling perfectly on the edge of that bottle in a perfect enough spot hitting her head, getting back up, walking, and I'm sure this is at nighttime, correct? Yes. Yeah. Walking, 
in the dark, because if she lives in that kind of suburbia little neighborhood, you know, they don't, they don't have light pollution out there. It's like Oral Valley. <laughs> and so there's probably not much light. And then her falling there and the, the, the bottle perfectly being laid right there without there being any sign of it falling on it. Because, I mean, if you have a, a bottle and an absinthe bottle, it's going to be a pretty hardcore bottle. You know, that shit's expensive. And if it falls on it and hits it, it's probably going to crack it. You know, it's going to crack the, the screen protector on it. Mm-hmm. So when you think about those kind of things, I mean, and if they determine that it wasn't one of her OnlyFans, which is mostly more likely than the, the husband, you know, so when people get obsessive, people have weird fetishes, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, and there's instances in which, like, there are people online who are able to determine anything from nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, the reflection in your fucking glasses shows the Starbucks across the street, and they're able to determine which street that fucking is based off, like, whatever. Yeah. Okay, there is an instance online in which, I think it was Shia LaBeouf, actually, had a a camera pointed up towards a flag on a flagpole. And through certain deductions and everything they were able to limit it down to a city and in that city they had people who would go around honking their horns so that you can watch the video and hear to see if you heard the horns and then they would report who was doing that and they ultimately were able to find the random flagpole that he was standing by. That the camera was in. So, yeah. like, this person sat, like, I think it was Shia LaBeouf, sat the camera up and left it there. And just left it, record and left it streaming live. Huh. And it didn't take them that long to find it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, that, of course, that's always a possibility when it comes to things like that. You know, I mean, people take the smallest of things, despite the fact knowing what an OnlyFans is. Yeah, no, like, people are clever yeah you can find anybody especially if you don't hide your ip address you know like you don't hide that shit you know you're on facebook you're on instagram you're on twitter you're on all that other shit well and like her instagram name was kitty cat west that's literally her fucking name yes so like how the fuck would you not be able to find somebody yes so uh she definitely didn't go out of her way to try and hide her identity to try and hide who she was and if they were able to find her private social media which i mean like i know there are ways that you can like hide it so that only people who are your friends can see stuff but i wouldn't assume that she's one of those people who would hide it yeah i mean i just had somebody that freaking i don't know who it was but they created a, a facebook with my my aunt's name on it and i was like hey mom like like did Anna get another Facebook? And she's like, um, no. I was like, well, someone with that name spelled, her last name is Cruzina. Spell that. Exactly. You can't. So, like, for someone to make that, I was like, that's someone that knows her and is trying to use her, her Facebook for something. It's sketchy. You know? Well, no, like, is. and I mean, like, I've had to, on my name tag, shorten my name from my full name to an abbreviation so that people couldn't find you. So that people couldn't find me on social media, and they still, like, so that random customers could not find me on social media, and they still did. Yeah. Yeah, you can find anybody on anything, but it's just, it's too, it's too circumstantial, you know? I mean, if, if there was another case, then they would have found <clears throat> someone else's footprints, or, you know, she would have been facing a different direction to where she wasn't coming from the house. 
You know, it used to say that he didn't hit her and she ran out of the house and then she ended up in the front yard and he was like, oh, well, let me take these things. Let me put them here. And it looks like she was drunk and she did it. You know, like, I mean, that's a pretty, I mean, that's a, she was highly intoxicated. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, you know, who's to say that she didn't get, I mean, there was a, there was a pool of blood, you know, which means she was probably hit there. You know, I've watched enough TV to know a pool of blood means this is where they were hit, you know. Well, it's also important to remember that there are, there are people who argue or not argue, but point out that when she gets drunk, she gets emotional. When she gets emotional, she goes after Jeff. (laughs) Well, yeah, she goes after the person who, yeah. And so it, it's not entirely un likely that she got super drunk like well like she got she hit that sweet spot of drunk when she was feeling frisky yeah he took the photos of her they had the sex you know like adults do but then they kept drinking and then she hit that emotional you don't love me you don't find you me don't, attractive. Yeah. And what do those, I have to all do? those insecurities sink back in and he's frustrated. He's like, What more do you want from me? Like, I I took your sexy photos. I did the I, I had sex with you. I took you out on a nice dinner. What more do you fucking want from me? Yeah. And yeah. so like it's easy to see that, that that kind of behavior, that that crave, that needing validation got the best of him and yeah. he got frustrated i mean i mean that that's toxic i mean if you're doing everything you can to love somebody and they're constantly like you don't love me you don't find me attractive you don't want me i mean that would be frustrating especially if you truly are doing you know what you do in a relationship mm-hmm. to make f- someone feel wanted you know no matter what well and if what he says is true about granted he doesn't have that sex drive but he's willing to let her have female partners to to kind of help with that, he helps her and is okay with her doing her OnlyFans. Like, he encourages all of this behavior that she enjoys. It's not unnecessarily out of the realm of possibility to believe that she just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and finally he breaks. Do you think maybe it turned from validation to just wanting attention? I mean, granted, there's a little bit of both. I mean, yeah, but there's a difference. I mean, like, if, if you come from a place, you know, whether it's, like, at home or in a relationship where there is legit no love, no real love, mm-hmm. you know, that's definitely a validation you seek and having that, you know, what's the word? Um, that, uh, what's the freaking word? Mm-hmm. Having that, like, that self-conscious of, Oh, they don't love me, or yeah. or oh no, I, I made a small mistake and they're gonna hate me forever. You know, like the, those, those insecurities. Things. Insecurities, yeah, that's the word. There you go. You know, like if you know she had those insecurities, like and if you're getting to the point where it's like you know, there's literally nothing else I can do to prove to you. Yeah. You know, but keep doing what I'm doing, and you're not accepting that. At that point, I would just be like, well, you're just trying to pick fights, and you just want attention, and you just. You know, you want to make me angry because then it turns into this and that benefits you. Yeah. That would be very frustrating, you know. And if you've been drinking, I mean, I don't care who you are or how well you handle your alcohol. We all become different people when we're drinking. Well, I mean, like, as a fucking kid, I got in an argument with my little brother. I got pissed off at him. And I, like, literally, I, like, hit bumped him. And he... 
uh, he fell and smacked his face on the corner of furniture and gave himself a concussion. Jesus. As a kid. Yeah. So I can only imagine what all of that, like, a simple argument, when you're drunk, when you thought you had a good night, yeah. when you've been, like, pushed and pushed and pushed time and time again by your partner, like, it's not hard to believe that, yeah, he definitely, like, he could have hit her. He could have snapped, yeah. He could yeah. have snapped, he could have hit her. And definitely, I mean, probably not Obviously, that wasn't his intention to kill her. Well, no. If that I don't was think the that would have been. He probably would have just gotten rid of the body like a normal person would, you know. If you meant to do it, you know, then you would have that natural reaction. But if it was an accident, you know, the first thing you think of is just like, you know, let me just go to bed. Let me let me go away. You know, yeah, like, pretend go, like it didn't. Let happen. me go to sleep and pretend it like it didn't happen. Yeah. Maybe in the morning it didn't actually happen. Right. Maybe this is just all this. Maybe she'll get up in the morning and be like, "Bro, what the, what's that about?" Yeah, you know, and maybe like he hit her, and maybe she did get up and start to go away, and maybe he didn't realize that he hit her the way he did. Yeah, so her. that is also possible. Yeah, he hit her. She She's down and he's like, oh, fuck. And then she gets back up again. You know, if he gave her the ultimatum but, of I mean, 40,000 fans or me and she chose the 40,000 fans, you know, maybe he swung on her, you know, like, oh, you know, go away or whatever. Didn't realize that he hit her the way that he did, you know, and she kept and she walked away across the street and he's like, well, fuck you. And, you know, just went the other direction, something I would do. And then she ended up falling again, you know, and, like, that's what, like, put her down, you know. And, you know, the bottle just laying perfectly across herself. Oh, that's bullshit. He fucking killed her. He fucking killed her. <laughs> you sounded so confident for a second and, there. And I would, you know, I would say, I mean, if, if that's the kind of person she was, you know, and if she got truly that emotional when she drank, you know, then I could see it not being purposeful. But, I mean, then also he was given all these attempts to – take a lesser charge, take a lesser charge. You know, he could have gotten away with time served. Well, and, like, the problem is... But he settled for the 18 years. If he he had taken the original plea deal, that Alfred deal that they were talking about, Mm -hmm. he would have been out and off parole by the time he had gotten his 18-year sentence. Yeah. But he didn't take it. Yeah. So for him to settle for that... like, Like, him being adamant that he didn't do it, like, it makes you wonder, like, did she really just fall? But I mean, he and he ended up settling. He didn't, you know, he didn't go through with like, you know, he settled for taking a manslaughter charge instead of the murder charge. Yep. So either he realized, a, I'm fucked, and like maybe I didn't do it, but this is what it looks like. So let's take the lesser, you know, the lesser battle. But at the same time, if you're truly innocent, you fight tooth and nail until you figure until you get that innocent charge. Yeah. If you're truly innocent, you know. And for me, you know, like if I didn't do something and you're gonna come at me and accuse me, I'm gonna defend myself. I'm gonna get defensive. You know, I'm gonna be up in your face, I'm gonna be showing you things, I'm gonna be giving you things that, you know, you're not even asking for just to prove my innocence. Yeah. You know? Like I'm not gonna help you prove me guilty, but I'll give you everything I can to prove my innocence. You know, so the fact that he accepted that charge. The important makes you part think is to remember, charge. though, that there's multiple ways to react in the face of trauma. You have the fight response. Some people have the flight response. I personally have the fawn response. So there's three different ways to deal with that kind of thing: fight, flight, and fawn. 
Everyone knows fight and flight. You either fight it or you pretend like it didn't happen. You run away. You, f you fly from it. The fawn response is when you change who you are or change yourself fundamentally in order to be what that person wants you to be in order for the, for the fight to be over. Toxicity. You give in to that toxicity. You accept the boundaries that the other person has set and you just kind of do what you have to to get it to end. You have to, you do what you can to make it stop. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that means just appeasing someone and saying what they want to hear. Exactly. To get it to go over. So yeah. it is very possible he got this far in the, in the, in the trial, came to the realization, was like, you know what? This, I, I'm done for it one way or the other. I might as well take what, what I can so that I can still be a father to my kid when I get out. So you would choose 18 years, which means your child would be over 30 by the time you got out, over fighting to see that child turn 18 and graduate high school and get married one day. Remember, though, when before this, like, that Alfred deal went out the fucking window the second he decided he wanted trial. Yeah. There's no way he could have known that trial would have went the way it did. I mean, yeah, that's also true, but... If he if he was if he was truly guilty, he'd been like, y'all take time served and some probation. Like that's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I admit guilt to that. You know, if he was truly guilty, he would have he would have done that. You know. Again, remember. But the then also, pride. I mean, pride also as well is like. But then he spent two years in jail anyways. But if he becomes um, guilty of this, I wonder if that would affect his standing as, like, in military. Almost oh, definitely. That if, if he had any... He would have gotten a dishonorable discharge even though he's retired from the military and any of his benefits would have ceased. They may have, like, taken his benefits from him. And if he had any type of, like, validations or, like, merits, there's the word merits or anything, they may have taken that from him. <clears throat> but they can't really dishonorably discharge him if he's already been discharged. Fair. You know. They can. I'm. I'm sure they could probably take his pension. Okay. I mean, if you're if you're in prison, you don't get a pension anymore. So you don't something really cool that I learned about the military recently is that no matter how high ranking you are in the military, your animal will always be honorarily a higher rank than you. Nice. So if you get a promotion, your dog gets a promotion. You are always gonna ha like your animal is always going to be one rank higher than you, no matter what. Good to know. You know why? Hmm. So that if you get caught abusing your animal, you can get dishonorably discharged for aggression on a superior, high, officer. On a superior officer. Interesting. Isn't Good that fucking know. beautiful? That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. It's great. So much. That is fantastic. It's, it's just... Mm. Makes you feel good. Yep. Right. I don't agree with a lot of the military tactics. Partially also, like, my little sister just, she's she's far too important for her own damn good, apparently, because they decided that she needs to be on the comfort for a uh, deployment the week of my wedding. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, well, you don't say no to the military. You don't have a choice. You don't get it. You don't get to say no to the you, fucking You don't military. get a choice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So my little sister is slightly too important for her own damn good. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he's guilty. You think so? Yeah, I think so. He did yeah. it. 
Whether he, he meant to or not. I don't think he meant to. I think there was a lot of frustration. And, I mean, you heard my opinion about that whole OnlyFans fan thing. You know, I mean, that's just, like, I could see if they were doing the OnlyFans thing together. They kind of were, though. That's hot. He you took know? the photos of her, though. But he wasn't involved with it. He was just the person that made other people look at her. That's so what he gave that, yeah, her. Yeah, but he's involved in it, then. Like, but were they aware it may, of that? It may not be your fetish. But was that the only fans though? Like, were her fans aware that her husband? It's possible was taking these pictures. I I haven't gone through her only fans, so I don't know. I wonder if it's still around. Interesting. I don't know. I think he, I think I think he did it intentionally no. or not. It is important to remember though. Everyone has their own kind of fetishes, and. That is something that some people could find arousing. I mean, and, and like, I, I get that, but, like, that doesn't... You can't claim love at first sight and then claim that. It doesn't work that yes, way. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Absolutely, you can. Because. Love at first sight is only sight. No. But you don't believe in love at first sight. I, I don't. You're right. And I don't either. So we can say whatever the fuck we want. However, we don't get to put these rules on other people's relationships. I mean, true, but from the we end, don't get to look at other people and tell them that they're allowed or not allowed to have certain kinks or fetishes. But an outside perspective, perspective, if you claim this relationship, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If this is what you're claiming, no. See, because this part the thing is, sense. Is, but you see, the thing is, is he was very dull and enjoyed the fact. That his wife was the center of attention. He loved having an attractive wife. He was never outwardly jealous. Because so he was only with her because she was attractive. Not necessarily, but yeah, probably. He liked knowing that he had the hottest wife in the room. So, so he wasn't in love fans, with her. So this only fans fed into that for him. Yeah. It wasn't just for her. It was also for him. So that wasn't real love then. Says you. But, like... No. But, like, so you, you're in love with someone because they're attractive? Well... Love comes in a lot of different forms. Physical... Lust comes in a lot of different forms. That's Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. However, he was far more supportive of her in her endeavors... Than just about any other man ever would have been. And to some extent, it would it's a perfect pairing. She loved this. So murder over love or murder over lust? I don't know. I, I think the argument that you and I made earlier about her needing validation frustrated him. Definitely. I mean, that's I think like, that's I, what happened. Yeah, hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. And I mean, like, it, it, it probably turned into him... From him being supportive of her doing something to help herself, you know, like help her get that that self image back, and then it turned into her. It just kept. She she just spiraled. It it became like a lifestyle to her. It became a job to her. Oh yeah, I have definitely. to go to work now, babe. You know, and, and it became. But I mean, when you're making that much fucking money, like. And a lot of people like you know you and I see self respect like to me like self respect is like. I work 50 hours a week. I bust my ass. I do what I'm supposed to do at my job every day on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, that's self-respect to me. 
but to her her self-image was the way she looked her body image how she dressed what she wore she perceived she perceived herself physically i perceived myself through my artistic abilities through my problem solving abilities through my people skills and that's how i perceived my self-worth she perceived her self-worth through her image and that's still completely valid mine used to be through sex we all have it. We all have something that we perceive ourselves to be useful through. Yeah. Unfortunately, mine is through creation and acts of service. I always want people to find me useful. Right, right. I can do something for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But the second somebody, anybody, looks at me and thinks that I am attractive, I emotionally and physically shut down. I cannot talk to that person again. Motherfucker, get the hell out of my house. Get out. Go. Go away. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we all have those, like, different ways, but, like, I mean, it's... There was a point, I think, where she probably reached, you know, and just from the little bit of knowledge where, like I said, it became less of a, oh, this is making me better. This is this is helping me. I feel like, you know... She just kind of craved more and more and to more. the point where it became less of the validation of myself and more of the attention to me and i love the attention you know yeah. and well and with Mar- marilyn monroe was an early on idol of hers and so that attention was always something that she i think was seeking yeah yeah she never slept with the president though <laughs> that we know of <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that one. Oh, no, wait, that was uh, Bill Clinton, sorry. Yeah, sorry, you're, you're a little wrong there, but that's fine. I'm sure JFK said it a few times Probably. Well. Yeah, but hey. I mean, it's it's definitely, he uh, he did it out of uh, frustration, and she, uh, she chose the attention over, she chose the attention that she had craved for so long over the attention that she didn't know that was what she needed. Yeah, that's her. Was of love, you know. But, I mean, then again, maybe him allowing those things and, you know, doing it for her, basically, was just him lusting over her. You know, maybe he had his own issues, you know. Oh, definitely. Maybe Maybe. he felt like he had never been with someone that, like, had deserved him because he was a good guy. He was mellow. He was chill. He was like okay, I see where you're coming from, you know, like, I'm, I'm cool with this, you know, like, you know, let, let's do this together. Yeah, it's it's weird to me that he, that nobody at all anywhere has any evidence or anything showing that he was ever jealous. Yeah. Like, okay. We all get jealous. That's human nature. Well, I mean, like, and, and, and my significant other is not the jealous type at all. Right. Like, I, I absolutely love and adore the fact that my my fiance knows me well enough to know that I would never and is not a jealous human being. He's chill. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. In a lot of ways, my fiance and this guy have a lot in common. I can see if you got murdered, that's how Kyle would react. He would just be so cool and calm. No, Kyle. And like, I feel like Kyle would absolutely He would like handle the shit, shit and like, then he would lose yeah, his he, shit. Yeah, he would handle it for about this long like for as long as he needed as long as he absolutely had to and then he would lose his shit and that would be at the end of it yeah and i feel like that would be the same for me if i had ever if anything ever happened to him i would like handle the shit and then i would just go away for like six years to 12 years no i fully 
wholeheartedly am convinced that if I, if I, this kills me because I know it's a, it's Not inevitable one. one way or the other. One of us I mean, is going to yeah. lose the other, and I hate that so much. Yeah. But um, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to die completely of a broken heart wholeheartedly it's just gonna happen i'm just gonna self-combust you'll just be a lesbian i'm just gonna self-combust oh not a lesbian i won't exist anymore (laughs) as it is i can barely convince myself to eat on a good day (laughs) like i either forget or the ADD. I love, I love how I'm, like, talking about le- being a lesbian. You're like, yeah, I forgot to eat. <laughs> no, like, literally, if it weren't for Kyle, I would forget that water exists. Yeah. I will not exist. <laughs> He's your gorilla glue. I will die in about 48 hours without that man's <laughs> influence. <laughs> Dead. I think, I think you drink enough Starbucks that you could probably... That's enough water for a couple <laughs> days at least. <laughs> Give me until the until the end of his memorial services, and then I'm just gonna right. kneel over and just done. There you go. Okay, so is he innocent or is he guilty, Ray? I think he killed her. He did, but I don't think he did it on purpose. Definitely not. Well, people, there you have it. Yep. If you want to email us and tell us we're wrong, you can do so at casualcasualtiespodcast at gmail dot com. That will be linked in the bio of all of our show notes. Uh, if you want to check out our Instagram and see photos of this magnificent woman, you can do so at casual underscore casualties underscore podcasts. Uh, also linked. If you think we are absolutely the best and want to help us out financially so that we can buy better equipment and give you better audio, you can do so at Flatter or Patreon. Both of those are also linked in all of our show notes. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys. Cool. Yeah. Then we wouldn't have to sit underneath the, uh... Yeah, we floor. are We are currently sitting on the and floor of even, my living room. Yeah, it's not even really a blanket fort either. It's kind of more just like a sheet thrown over some <laughs> Bitch, chairs. Bitch, no. Like, you fucking wish... Like, it's not enclosed. Little kid, little kid, you wishes that you had the ability to make these forts as a kid. Like, my mommy could still see me and I couldn't hide from her. So, like, this is not... No, okay, so, like, I have a king-size fitted sheet... Um, hooked around the back of my couch mm-hmm. and the other corners of it are propped up on kitchen chairs <laughs> and then my coffee table is turned on its side to kind of fill in the gap in between the kitchen chairs and then in order to make sure that the center of it was high enough that uh, I didn't have to hold it up with my own head I propped a broomstick in between the cushions of my couch to hold it all up just the stick not the broom just, just the stick, stick. I, un- I unscrewed the broom part of it <laughs> And it's slowly starting to fall over. It's slowly. Yeah, it's, it's getting ready to hit Holly in the Yeah, face. it's about to just, like, smash down on me. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I'm sure Brie will set it up perfectly against my cell phone, so it looks like I was just drunk and fell on it. Yeah, of course. Because that's how to, that happens. I'm not about to fall for this shit. And you know what? Unlike this dumbass, I'm going to take the first plea deal that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Time served and probation. Hell yeah, bitch. Come on, people. Tell me. Look at me and tell me. Otto tried taking down the fort. If you are See, ever- Otto's going to help me. See, right? Otto's going to be the one to knock it all down, and then I can't be the one. <laughs> no, my dog. But he's technically higher ranked than you, so it would be you that would go to I'm jail I'm not in the military, dumbass. That's my sister. You're in a cult. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Not in that cult for long, just until my vacation. Then I'm out. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I Dude, I said that a year ago, I and here I fucking am. 
I know. You can't leave. It's hard to leave. It'll get better. You see, the problem is, is, um, oh, what podcast is it? There's another true crime podcast that has a joke that's like, call your dad, you're in a cult. And you see, the thing is, is I can't call my dad because my dad won't fucking answer the phone. (laughs) So there's no way I can get out of the cult. (laughs) I love my father, but he sucks at answering the phone. Well, we're all fucked. (laughs) Ain't none of our daddies gonna answer. (laughs) Kenzie, can you call your dad? No, No, he wouldn't answer. (laughs) Sorry. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. For joining us on our casual crusade. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. <laughs> you did that beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's my only fans. <laughs> Baby, please don't murder me. Yeah. But if you do, perfectly place the bottle on my cell phone so it looks like I found it. <laughs> Casually. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, we're entertaining. I'm entertained. I guess that's the important part, right? <laughs> I'm entertained. I mean, it's like almost two o'clock in the morning and I'm still awake somehow. I'm... Okay, bye. 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 Yay. Yay. <laughs>